The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of this podcast. And today, we've got a special technical SEO episode for you, which is going to be hosted by Jeff Atkinson, who's the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye is a technical SEO platform that automates the process of improving search results to drive more organic traffic and make your website faster. And Jeff is a brilliant SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite him to take the mic and share his technical knowledge with you. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here is a technical SEO episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jeff Atkinson, the CEO and founder of Huckabye. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jeff Atkinson, the founder and CEO of Huckabye. And this week, we're going to discuss link building in 2023 and beyond. Joining me is Jeremy Bozer, who is CEO at USERP, which is a digital PR and SEO link building company that helps earn brands, features, increase organic rankings, and drive site traffic. Today, Jeremy and I are going to discuss link building in 2023 and beyond. Okay, here's my conversation with Jeremy Moser, the CEO at USERP. Jeremy, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to chat about link building. When I first realized you were in Nashville, I thought that was pretty sweet. But now you're actually in Hawaii for a couple months, which is even sweeter. Very jealous. 
thanks for taking the time from uh, your lovely stay in Hawaii to hop on the podcast and talk link building. This is one of my favorite topics. I always say link building is one of the strangest business tasks I've ever been challenged with in my career. And I spent a lot of time at Overstock. Uh, I spent a lot of time at Huckabye. It is a very just unique and kind of awkward task. And you've just, you know, this is your world. You have conquered this world. So I'm just really curious to hear what is sort of like, I know for a fact, like building links are as important as they ever were, in my opinion. I mean, it's just the lifeblood of SEO. You have to have it in order to be relevant. What is the state of link building in 2023? Yeah, absolutely. I think you really hit the nail on the head. I mean, what we're seeing kind of across the board is like mixed signals. And we typically tend to see this from Google, right? Of like, they'll come out with statements saying that they're going to make link building less important in the future. And they've kind of been saying that for, you know, the past decade or so at this point. And we've even uncovered things like themselves kind of buying links for Chrome in the past and kind of doing all the things they they say to go against. So I think link building really is more important than ever. And I think it was a little bit more solidified recently too with that link spam update that was dropped in December of 2022. And I think that really shed a light on sort of the importance of just really high quality link building and moving away from stuff that tended to be a little more spammy, tended to be a little more traditional, you know, five, six years ago. And into stuff that's really more of a quality over quantity focus of like, what are really good domains in your niche and how do you get mentioned by those versus kind of just those spammy tactics where you're trying to get as many links as possible in the door. And now the state of link building, at least of what we're seeing across the board for our clients in the industry, talking with other experts as well, is that really just that quality over quantity approach is what is making the difference and moving the needle at the moment. So the 2022, December of 2022, they did an update that it sounds like went after sort of de making spammy links less important or maybe even negatively impacting sites. Is that kind of what was happening in December? Yeah, exactly. So it was an update targeting anyone that was doing sort of these kind of outdated tactics or doing spammy link building at scale. There's kind of, you know, hit or miss data that proves for and against that. I think we're still seeing plenty of sites succeeding with doing sort of what you would deem as traditional spammy link building versus good quality links where you're, you know, working with publishers, webmasters, you're getting really good placements on top tier sites versus just like buying your way into kind of low level domains at scale. So there's some debate within the you know community whether or not that update is actually proven to have too much of an impact in the space. We did see some sites get impacted by that, but I think we're still seeing to this day that the content or the, the web rather is just made up of content and links, right? And links are a foundational aspect of SEO at this point. I don't really see Google transitioning away from that within the near future. Like I said, they've been saying that for a decade that they want to move away from links, but I'm just not sure algorithmically how they'll be able to do that. And I think we're still seeing to this day that even beyond just like the direct algorithm juice, so to speak, that you get from a link, there's a whole host of other benefits, right? Of like referral traffic that you can get from links directly, brand awareness, you can get shared in their articles that they publish on social, on their newsletters. So there's all these secondary, second tier benefits that you get from links beyond sort of just that traditional notion of, hey, this is a vote towards, you know, my page and search results. So I think there's uh, some compounding benefits there too. Yeah, for sure. I have sort of a history with link building at, and I'll date myself here, but at Overstock, we were in this like crazy growth curve for SEO and we were buying links left and right back when you could and get away with it. And Google actually made an example of Overstock 
and banned us from search results for like nine months. And it was brutal. <laughs> so you can't do that stuff anymore. That was definitely Black Hat, but it worked for a period of time. Conductor actually was the company that was out there sort of first buying up display ads and on homepages and stuff and just making them link blocks. What are some of the strategies that, that you use today to acquire links? Some of the white hat, mentioned some of the things like being mentioned in high quality niche sites, but what are your strategies? Even get granular if you like, like what's reach out look like? Just walk me through what, what is a good strategy today? For sure, yeah. So a good strategy strategy today really mixes kind of a few different modalities in there. One of my favorite ones being a little bit more of a content marketing approach rather than sort of SEO specific, meaning kind of taking like a digital PR angle here of what sort of unique data or study can you create in your space? It's one thing that we've actually done, obviously for our clients, but even our own selves and one that's proven to be really successful. So we did personally, I'll give you kind of a campaign walkthrough there. We did one personally for our own site. If you go to usurp.io and you just look at the content there, we did a state of backlinks report. We started this, I think in 2019, I want to say, and have been kind of updating it each year since. And essentially what we did there was survey around 800 plus SEOs in a kind of wide variety of different niches and areas. And what we wanted to understand there was just a little bit of data that was missing in the space and understanding like, what are people doing currently in their SEO teams, whether in an agency or in-house, what are they doing on the link building front? What tools do they use? What's working or not working? Basically collect a lot of unique data from our direct target audiences and understand a little bit more about the landscape of SEO. So that was kind of the background of the study itself. And utilizing that, we were able to you know, connect with subject matter experts. We were able to get some cool interviews, quotes, things like that. And I think that study for us has ended up generating somewhere around like 800, 900 links or something around that quantity from really good quality sources. So things like Content Marketing Institute, Neil Patel, a bunch of other very large domains where that link quality coming in is just substantially higher than something we would get from like a traditional outreach campaign where anyone listening to this or watching probably has seen those emails in their inbox, right? Of asking them for links to place things. People are just inundated with that daily. And so our focus was a little bit different there, taking an angle of like, really, let's create an actual content marketing piece that counterintuitively actually doesn't rank for any specific keywords. Our goal there is strictly from a content marketing standpoint, but it also feeds into SEO. And I think that's a unique way you can go about link building today is you don't necessarily have to focus on getting links to like a boring listicle that let's face it, right? No one wants to link back to that. It's not adding much value to any piece that it's linked from. We went a little bit of a different route there and created sort of a unique study that we knew that journalists, media, bloggers, site owners, things like that within our niche would actually want to share that around. And that ended up generating us a significant quantity of links. So that's been really one of our favorite ways to do link building currently. And then we use kind of a a mix too of more traditional stuff as well, right? Like doing, I wouldn't necessarily call it like a guest post because we're not like doing, you know, a massive amount of bylines under our names or anything like that. But essentially what we're talking about there is like a larger scale content contribution. So looking and seeing what sort of brands can we partner with and do cross promotions with, which sort of brands can we create some cool content ideas for and publish those on their sites versus our own. And then also obviously mixing a little bit of traditional outreach in there when it's needed or when we see opportunities that might fit. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you guys are obviously doing it well. I mean, you have a domain rating, according to AREFs, of 74 out of 100. So your link building skills are sharp. Link building for link building, that must be kind of a wild, even you know weirder thing to... <laughs> your link building for link building, a link building site. 
What about one of the ways Huckabye actually got its domain authority was this, podcasts. I would go on any podcast on a domain that had like a score of, uh, I think it was like 45 or above. Even if the listenership was really low, I just would go on just to get the link. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Do you use outbound email almost like like a salesperson would to, to do like drum up lists and target people and, and do like staged outbound email, just like building a lead list for a SaaS company? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I, we always do that actually with the, at the start in mind, right? So we, we build campaigns from the reverse, actually. So we typically are looking at using a tool like uh, SparkToros. It's not no pay. They don't pay me to say this, but SparkToros is good to, uh, to check out from like building that initial lead list standpoint, because you can understand based on your specific niche, sort of what sites people are reading in your space. So you can actually identify like your ideal customer profile, where they hang out, what type of sites do they read. That kind of narrows your list down a little bit from a target perspective. And then you can also look for that based on journalists too, to see like what sort of topics are they covering on a frequent basis? What do they already write about? That gives you some really good intel into creating sort of that campaign from scratch, right? Whereas if you're creating a campaign and then you're trying to force people to promote it, it might not be directly aligned with them. You're probably going to have low success rates versus if you identify a lot of that upfront and you kind of find what gaps are missing currently in your space from like a data perspective, a content perspective, you can then create those with the end in mind. And you already know that once you reach out to those journalists or media bloggers, whomever it is, that your success rates are just that much higher. So we, we highly recommend building kind of lead lists in that sense. That's really smart. I like that a lot. Identifying the, the target audience and, and really writing for them so that they want to pick up whatever you're, you're talking about. Is there, I'm trying to jog my memory, but is there any today scalable link building solutions such as, I remember, I think it was like Pinterest or one of the social media platforms actually allowed, they didn't do no follow links. So you could get like a lot, a lot of link equity out of Pinterest posts. Like, are there any of those or any, when you think about those social strategies or even the domain listing sites, are any of those still functional and successful? 
Yeah, it's a pretty minimal amount. I'd say almost none to this day are, are really as effective as they used to be. Anything that's like open submission or like directory based tends to be basically like a used and abused at this point. Um, so Google's getting pretty good at discounting some of those. I'd say the only one that I've seen still potentially work is like a traditional content syndication model. We still see large brands doing this across the board. Like if you dig into NerdWallet's link profile, you'll see that just a substantial amount of those are basically just syndicated articles. Google did release some recent stuff around like making sure canonical tags are all correct and changes there. So that might be phasing out in of itself too pretty soon. So yeah, a lot of those models where you could do sort of those hyperscale link building campaigns are for sure being phased out. And I think that's also giving credence to the fact that links are becoming even more important, even though Google is kind of not really directly touching on that. And that just good quality link building is getting that much harder, right? All these things that used to be a little bit easier, a little bit more instantly pay to play or instantly open submission are just no longer a thing. And so earning those really good quality links from, you know, normally unreachable domains really sets you apart from competition. I think it gives it that much more weight in search results today. Gotcha. I have two more questions. One is, how does Google look at nofollow links? Because most social media is nofollow type stuff, but Google obviously is monitoring pretty heavily what's happening on these social platforms and who's talking about what and who's linking to what. Is the nofollow sort of argument in the past, like they don't really care anymore? Or can you just give us the latest on what Google pays attention to and perhaps what they don't pay attention to? Yeah, absolutely. So the nofollow stuff is a little tricky. Google's official stance tends to be that, you know, originally it was if it was nofollow, they just were not going to look at it. Now it's more of like they say or claim a case by case basis, right? Of like, even if it's got the nofollow tag, they might still let it pass some authority depending on the situation. I have a hard time really believing that that's the case just because there's just so many links on the web that building that algorithmically into it where it would look on a case by case basis just seems a little far fetched to me. Overall, I think nofollows are still very important in the sense from like a branded perspective. Uh, we don't see them driving quite the same impact as some of the just regular kind of links without any tags. We've done some testing on this on what we call like dummy domains. So basically spinning up a bunch of domains in a space, targeting a, a random like gibberish keyword basically, and then seeing which pages rank for that, driving sort of different types of links to those and seeing how that interacts with the algorithm. We almost always see that just regular links are going to outperform nofollow for the long term. But again, nofollow stuff tends to give you that branded impact and it's sort of like a, not necessarily maybe a direct factor, but an indirect one in the sense that kind of like you mentioned, you hit the nail on the head, right? If you're getting a lot of mentions at scale, whether it be social and those are no follow, whether it be sort of like tier one press, which are tend to always be no follow, those are still branded mentions of your, you know, whether it's you personally or your own company. And those are ones that might increase things like a branded search for your company name, which uh, we've actually seen be a decent weight towards like your ability to rank as a whole. It also might help with things like CTR for like brand name recognition. All those sorts of indirect factors, I think, are still at play with nofollow. But I wouldn't necessarily make it like a you know a direct focus by any means. Yeah. Last thing, I think, really interesting that you mentioned branding when it comes to link building. I talk a lot about branding and SEO and what SEO and number one rankings in terms of getting impressions and being associated with trust to certain topics or whatever can do. I hadn't gotten to the point of thinking about linking as a branding exercise, but I think you're right. 
Can you hit on that just a little bit more? Like that's a that's sort of a most marketers, most people listening would say they're not typically thinking about branding when they're doing link building, but why should they perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. We actually tend to really think of link building as basically a proxy for brand awareness as a whole. And what we're talking about there is like if you're searching for any sort of topic in a space, like let's say you're searching for, you know, what's the best project management tool for my construction firm or something hyper specific like that, right? You want to be able to show up in realistically any article that touches on that from any given site. And a lot of that is link building at its core. So seeing how can I show up on those? How do I build the right connections or relationships there to where I get brand? mentions in there. And those are building essentially trust signals without your own doing of like, you see this all the time in SEO, of like companies will try to rank for those listicles and then put themselves first. But it's pretty hard as a consumer to really trust that, right? When you click on a, a search for the best project management tool and, and a project management tool is listing themselves number one, there's obviously inherent bias in there. But if you can use link building to your advantage in a branded way to reach out to other sites that are promoting similar content around that, you can get some really interesting mentions there that are branded. You can drive tons of referral traffic for those. We do this for our clients and for our agency ourselves, right? For anything around like link building services or SEO agency, we try to get listed and featured on things like that from a brand perspective so that we're directly in front of our ICP without doing it ourselves, without having that content on our own site to where there is that inherent bias that people can you know, pretty easily detect. Yeah, that's fascinating. Really cool. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy. Okay, that wraps up this guest-hosted episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Special thanks to Jeremy Moser, CEO at USERP, for joining us. In part number two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Jeremy and I are going to discuss how to do SEO for startups. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Jeremy, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter or visit his company website at usurp.io. All right. Thanks to Jeff Atkinson, our technical SEO guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeff Atkinson. That's G-E-O-F-F-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is huckabuy.com. H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet... And you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.